HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's July 8th, 2014. It's July Good Beer Month in New York City. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. My good buddy Ed Berstecki from Mugsdale House is back in the house. I'm back. Good to see you, man. Oh, nice to see you too, Jim. So you've got a lot of cool events coming up this summer. You're doing something with Sierra Nevada? Ah, uh, big one tomorrow night. You know, I think every, most of everybody has heard of it, and if they haven't heard of it, they will hear about it today. So. All right, we're looking forward to talking to you and, and Jan Appenich from uh, Sierra Nevada. What's and up, uh, all right, from Great South Bay, a, a, a newer brewery in uh, Long Island, we got uh, Rick Ebel. Phil Ebel. Phil Ebel, because he didn't bring Rick Sabuda. Yeah, Rick. Uh, Rick I can't pronounce all the names, but Sabata, we got some new guys. Yeah. And ne- the easiest name in the house is Nico Kremitis. Ah. Because uh, I've heard your name a hundred times, but Nico's here too, and, and they made a beer together called Nico Vice. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? All right, so we're going to talk a lot, a lot of things. We're trying to celebrate the diversity of beer in New York City. We we founded uh, July Good Beer Month six years ago, and uh, each year we do a few different things. This year we're, uh, we're focusing on uh, the special bars like Mug's Ill House and different collaborations like uh, what Nico did with uh, Great South Bay and... Uh, Doing some special shows. In fact, tomorrow night we'll be at WNYC's the, the Green Space. We've got a great show with uh, Tommy Keegan from Keegan Ales, Adam Watson from Sloop Brewing, and uh, Paul D from uh, Blind Bat on Long Island. So uh, we're trying to just, uh, celebrate the great New York City craft beer scene in the month of July. All right, so it's uh, Ed. So what's what you been up to? I haven't I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Mugsy House is going strong, but really you're one of the the oldest you know uh, legendary <clears throat> beer bars in New York City. Pioneer. Pioneer. That's what I've been labeled, the pioneer. So I think that actually it goes hand in hand with Sierra Nevada. You know, and that's the beauty of that in this event tomorrow that I think that uh, we're all going to hopefully enjoy and experience. And I think, uh, you know, Sierra Nevada, we've never taken them down. They've been poured at mugs for over 22 years. So 
and I think they appreciate that, and we appreciate that. And, um, you know, we, again, being an old-timer, you know, I like the old breweries, too. It's, you know, Great South Bay as one of the newer breweries. I like them, too. I yeah. mean, so it becomes it becomes a push-and-pull type of uh, approach towards business these days. But, but you've, you've done that for a while, right? You keep kind of these legacy brands. Yeah, I think I – I don't know if I'm out of the ordinary from, you know – the newer beer bars, but I think I am because everybody rotates so much, and I kind of I'm too old to rotate. <laughs> I like to be, you know. Well, just, tell, I know you tell us some of the standards that you always have. Well, Sierra Brooklyn Lager, you know, Anchor Liberty, which is kind of you know I think one of the pioneers also in this beer business, and that have kind of faded away just because of hoppier beers and you know pale ales and things like that getting thrown aside for session IPAs and. You know, so we, we, we kind of have our, you know, set, you know, Hogarden Whip Beer. You know, the beer geeks don't like it because it's too commercial for them. But I think it's a great wheat beer. I mean, a white beer, I should say. But then you're also, you're always pushing the envelope. You do uh, some very interesting strong beer festivals. Tell yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've got 32 draft lines. So we, it gives us a lot of room to breathe, you know, and, and, and that's the approach. And it kind of, that number is the ceiling for us. We're not going to go any further than that. I think it works well. It, uh, it gives us enough available lines to play around with. Then we do events like tomorrow we're going to have 12, 11 out of the 12 beer camp beers, and you know we can just throw them up and have them up and not really affect a lot of the standard stuff that we have up. And you know it works well, and it's worked well for us for 22 years. And you know we're, we like it, and that's the way we do business. And we'd like to keep you know our standard set of beers so that you know people can explore, but that it can also fall back on a, on a favorite. Great. And we're going to talk more about the, the special Sierra beer, Camp Beers, not only on this show, but at the end of the month on July 29th. I know Jan's going to bring in some luminaries from uh, Sierra Nevada. Of course. For yeah. the show. The whole beer camp bus <laughs> is going to come into town. All right. So the Phil Sabotka, Rick Abel team over here. <laughs> I'm mixing up your name. Yeah, but no, okay. Okay. Well, well, Let's Rick, go. Great South Bay. First time on the show. Yes. So I'm, I'm Phil Abel, and right here next to me is our assistant brewer, uh, Mike Peterson. Hello. Uh, Rick couldn't make it. He's uh, also, uh, as owner of the brewery, he's also a full-time anesthesiologist. Uh, so sometimes his medical schedule uh, does not always fit. We could have used uh, him today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Actually, I don't want to hear about that stuff. So how did you guys get started? Great South Bay. Great South Long Bay. Long Island. Long Island, New York. Uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, our, our boss, uh, Rick Sabatka, is a uh, board-certified anesthesiologist. Uh, his father was a home brewer. His grandfather was a home brewer. Uh, always wanted to open a brewery. Uh, you know, being a doctor gave him the opportunity to uh, save up some money <clears throat> and take his dream to the next level. Uh, he's originally from upstate New York, moved down to Long Island. Uh, is he Polish? He, yes. Uh. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so um, I love him already. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So you know, he, he always he used to vacation down on Long Island as a as a kid, and always thought you know like you know the South Shore of Long Island needed a brewery. Uh, at one point, we we got one. Blue Point, uh, but uh, you know, finally settling with his family in uh, the Bayshore area, um, loving the Great South Bay, the whole you know feel of the vacation area. I uh, was like, you know, this is a great place for a brewery. Uh, four years ago, decided to get it. You guys want to give away a hat on the air? Sure, All right. we can do so that. we're gonna we're yeah. gonna tweet Maggie's here at beer underscore sessions. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna send out a tweet, and whoever answers her question is going to get a free Great South Bay hat. So, so go Done. to Twitter, check at beer underscore session, at beer underscore sessions. Maggie's going to tweet a question, and whoever answers it first is going to get a free 
Hackney, cool. Great South Bay. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Maggie's like, what are you making me do? <laughs> I'm not taking But she's now, great. Right? Maggie's here, and she's tweeting all the time with us. And awesome. Maggie and Justin are great co-producers. So, but, um, so Great South Bay. You yep. guys are cool. Um, you know, your owner's Polish. So, Ed, why is that so relevant to you? Do you drink? Well, you, know, uh, you know, my wife always says that I'm more Polish than American, which kind of like, you know, drives me nuts. But uh, I, I like where my parents are from and things like that. And I heard the name, and that's why. Now I should give them a line, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, right. that's, <laughs> that's how it works. You know. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the, the history of our brewery, just, you know, beer first. You know, we just want to make sure that we're making the best possible beers we can. Uh, you know, Ed was, was busting my balls before. He was like, oh, you know, you've, you've been around for four years, but you've only just come to the city. It's like, well, you know what? We've been went through a lot of stuff that, you know, we won't necessarily get into here, but just the short of it, you know. We're in our second location now, finally 100% brewed and bottled in our location. No, you know, I wasn't busting. No, I know, I know. No, you know what happened? No, but you're right. And when you guys did the uh, Malted Barley Association meeting, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, you really... Deliver it to New York, and I didn't even know it was just like one of those. Well, things we did it. We did it just for that event. You know, it's one of those things where it's like if we bring it out, we got to go back in. We got to get the kegs, and uh, having we don't we didn't really have like the self distribution. That's why program. I had those kegs for over a year. Right, yeah. right. So uh, <laughs> we didn't have that the self distribution program in place. Uh, we've been with Claire Rose in Long Island since you know okay. since we started making beer, and now we're with Union Beer here in the city uh, and Craft Beer Guild up in New Paltz, uh, also part of the Union Network. Um, yeah, just trying to make great beers. Uh, this year, uh, we have a very aggressive production schedule. We're coming out with a new beer every month, a new IPA every other month, in addition to our year-round beers such as the Blood Orange Pale Ale. And our you have that, IPA. Jimmy? Blood Orange, you ever have that? I haven't had that. I had, I had one of your Christmas oh. beers. The Blood Orange is very good. Sleigh Ride? Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride, yeah. yeah. A rye beer, right? Yeah, oh, awesome beer, juniper berries, red rye ale, really good flavors. And... Uh, so, so what are the, the most popular beers that you're making now? Right now, uh, summertime, uh, our Blonde Mission Summer Ale uh, used to be one of our year-round styles. Uh, but when we came out with our Blood Orange Pale Ale, we decided we didn't want to have two fruit-flavored beers out at the same time. They kind of counteract each other. Um, Blood Orange Pale Ale is our flagship now, kind of the market um, – dictated that for us we always wanted massive ipa to be our flagship uh the market dictated otherwise with blonde ambition uh and then when we came out with blood orange pale ale which was a take off of our robert moses pale ale with blood orange as blood oranges added to it uh just kind of took off and now it's uh it's our best-selling beer and you know we we brew a lot you guys of have a tasting room too we have a tasting room we actually have uh our brewery Square footage-wise, is the largest brewery on Long Island. Uh, we have a 4,000-square-foot tasting room. Uh, we have 14 taps, um, cornhole, skee-ball, not skee-ball, uh, foosball, foosball. Uh, yes, people come down, try just our another, Just another day at the brewery. Just another day at the With brewery. With games and beers. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We want people – well, we're unfortunately, we're not allowed to have people outside at our brewery, the town, because we're in a little – industrial area we're not allowed to have people outside so uh we are fortunate enough to have space at our disposal so we have a really large tasting room so people can kind of spread out and enjoy our beers and everything we have to offer well that's great i think we're definitely going to go out to long island this summer Bus trip. absolutely yeah. and i think nico might be organizing that for us later this summer we're going to do a show out on long island yeah, late yeah. July, right? Yeah, and we're going to work that out, which is going to be fun. So you guys are more than welcome to. to broadcast from our place. All right. All right. But, um, Nico, so the one reason that you, you, you're with these guys today is you made a special beer. 
Tell us about that process because you've really been very, very actively involved with Long Island beer. You're writing for Edible Long Island, Edible Brooklyn, uh, and uh, Yankee Brew News now. Yeah, uh, Long Island was probably the first place where I started writing about beer for Long Island Pulse magazine. So I've, you know, been following the craft beer scene on Long Island for five or six years, and I've known. You know, Rick and Phil since they started out. And uh, yeah, so we collaborated on a Greek inspired Berliner Weiss. Greek inspired? Yes, inspired by my Greekness. Ah, 100% inspired by his Greekness. Is that where but you it, get but the it's beer a germ, from? But it's a, a German style beer. It's, it's a German right. style beer. Uh, it's a Berliner Weiss with 100 pounds of cucumbers. So uh, oh, cucumbers, right. a, pro- <laughs> a prominent ingredient in tzatziki. Yep. Essentially, that's what we were trying to do, is to come up with a beer that uh, mimicked the flavor of, of tzatziki sauce. Now, ah. let, let's, let's taste the beer. So Jan and, and, and uh, especially Ed, your experienced tasters. I'm a pull. So let's, let's just start by uh, <laughs> I like you know, food, the nose. and. No, I think it's great. I mean, I there's definitely this kind of greeny earthiness. Yeah, the, and that's uh, the cucumbers. It's almost like a green pepper, but it's a little different. Yeah, you get a little melon out of it. You definitely get it in the nose. I mean, I mean, it's a Berlin device. I mean, yep. yeah, it's it's, it's tart, it's tart, but the uh, I feel like the cucumbers balance that out really nicely. So, is that do you see that happening more and more? People are putting f- fruits and vegetables into beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we actually won uh, bronze medal at Great American Beer Fest. For our uh, Splashing Pumpkin Ale in the Spice and or Field Beer category. Uh, and Gold Medal was a Cucumber Saison. Bronze Medal was a Chili Pepper IPA. And then there we were with our Pumpkin Beer. Um, but yeah, people are, I feel like people are putting anything in beer nowadays. I mean, you got, um, you know, Springhouse in Pennsylvania makes, uh, you know, the uh, those gruesome beers, the peanut butter and jelly beers. <laughs> you know, I think people are really trying to, uh, you know, uh, push the envelope with what they put into beer. But at, at the end of the day, it's still got to taste good. Yeah, I mean, we have a rhubarb ghost from Kelly right now up on draft, and it's very good. But I mean, I'm old school. I don't know. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, you're saying that's the edible ale, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very good. And uh, but I just, I don't know. It's sometimes I'm, I'm like I said, I've been doing this for over 22 years, and for me, it's like I'm an old school type of guy. I like my beer. You know, you're not, you're, you're not even older than me. Yes, I am. Yeah, you always talk about how old you are. Didn't we? We've went through it. We've gone that. We've done this. <laughs> well, did you bring any vintage beers? No, I didn't because he talked me out of it. I was going to bring a 2000 Bigfoot. I tweeted it, what? and he's like, oh, yeah, a 2000 Bigfoot. I was well, that's what, you know, Ed's, Ed's modest. Yeah. He keeps talking about how old he is, but he won't tell you that he has a great vintage beer cellar yeah, at Mogsdale House. Yeah, one of the best. Well, I, I try to sell her a lot of stuff, but I Jan here talked me out. He's like, nah, we'll have enough here. And it's like, all right, fine. And I thought he'd be excited about a 2000 Bigfoot. Like, I thought the reaction would be what I just got out of you. Uh, <laughs> Bigfoot, Bigfoot is one of my, one of my most... Favorite beers of all time, probably like the the, the highest bring, alcohol, the first high alcohol beer I ever. You know, everyone I in this, since you mentioned the the Bigfoot, you know the Sierra Nevada barley one. Everyone in this room is smiling and laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's like you didn't even need to bring it. Well, I was going to bring 2000, 2005, and two thousand seven, and I probably have some nineties laying around someplace too. But <laughs> we're, we're doing a show again on the 29th Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And I we're, we're going to get back. We're going we're to taste through the, some of these special collaborations with Sierra Nevada. Uh, Mike, you're the assistant brewer at Great South Bay. Yes. Uh, were you, did you sit in on the process uh, of making the Nico Vice? Uh, yeah, I was around uh, chopping up cucumber and, and just kind of getting all those buckets ready to, to throw in there. Did you eat any? 
Uh, well, yeah, it's cucumber. Oh, okay. I mean, you got to make sure it's it's you know this is farm fresh stuff, but you got to make sure it's good. And, w- yeah. and when do you put the cucumber in during the the beer process? Uh, we put the uh, the cucumber in the boil. Uh, we actually, um, just to, real quick, we'll just go through the whole process. So we, we kettle soured this beer. Uh, what we did was we, we mashed the beer, uh, you know, verloft off into our uh, boil kettle and uh, kept it in there for about 48 hours. Uh, pit, pitched the lacto uh, immediately, uh, kept it in there for 48 hours, um, you know, tested the pH of the beer. Uh, that morning, we were like, you know, do we do we leave it? Do we boil? Do we leave it? Do we boil? Uh, we kind of, you know, kept tasting it over the course of an hour or so. Uh, finally, decided, you know what? Let's let's do it. It's ready. Let's boil it. We cut up 110 pounds of cucumber, uh, put them in the muslin bags, threw it in, boiled it for about 20 minutes to a half an hour, uh, then knocked out into the fermenter and finished the fermentation with our house yeast. Uh, so it was a, a pretty long process, uh, but uh, but yeah, you know. Did you peel them? No. We nope. just cut them. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm smelling is the. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering because. Yeah. But I need to peel it's, 110 pounds. No, that wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, some of that green is coming. You know, from you the, asked, yeah, I, no, and I was going to say, did you seed them? But you know, let's not go there. No. But anyway, no, no, so the no. process. You actually put no, cucumbers yeah. in, and I'll say it's not as sour as as, as some Berliner Weisses. Well, Berliner Weisses should just be slightly yeah. tart. Should not be overly sour like a lambic. It's very refreshing. I just want to thank you for putting out a Berliner Weiss in this 90 degree humid weather. <laughs> You're quite welcome. <laughs> very very refreshing beer. All right. Hey, let's just take a short break. We'll come back in a few minutes. We'll talk more with Sierra Nevada and Great South Bay on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Hi, I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. This summer, Heritage Radio Network is turning five years old. Since our launch in 2009, we've continued to bring you food and culture content like no one else. And we need, absolutely need your help. HeritageRadioNetwork.org is a passionate, grassroots, action-oriented, nonprofit organization. That means we depend on the support from listeners like you to keep us alive. If you love what you hear on Heritage Radio Network, visit our website and become a member today. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. So, you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're doing a special show for July Good Beer Month. We got Ed from Mog's Ale House, Jan from Sierra Nevada, the guys from Great South Bay on Long Island, and Nico Kremutis, uh, one of our favorite beer writers who uh, made a special. So one more thing about this beer. So it's the Nico Weiss. It's a Berliner Weiss made with cucumbers, yep. and he said it's inspired by your being Greek. But why don't you put yogurt in it? 
Because it said tzatziki. I was thinking it was a yogurt beer. Well, we figured from the lacto we might get that, those yogurt notes from it, which I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed, Phil, like because I've had it over the course of the last week and a half. It's definitely changed it's a little bit. It's got to age. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely changed a little bit. Uh, we kind of threw around the idea of, of putting some yogurt in it. Uh, we made a, a full 30-barrel batch of beer, uh, and not quite knowing what that would do to the beer, we didn't want to end up with a dumper. So uh, right. we kind of left that out. Yeah. I would have... <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, good decision. Uh, I, I, I couldn't envision that. It's like throwing... You know, it's it's a, lot of, a lot of time, yeah. a lot of raw materials, a lot of manpower, and to throw something into the beer that we didn't know... We, we didn't know what it would you do. You did the right thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. And I, and I just want to thank Great South Bay, uh, you know, Rick, who's not here, uh, Rick Ebel, and... <laughs> Phil Sabatka, Thank, thanks so much, guys, for uh, for doing this. You're and quite Nicole, welcome. Man. And why do you tell us what you're doing with it? Because I saw you posted a photo of yourself with a wanted kind of a yeah. So poster. so we've kind of been doing release events uh, in Brooklyn. We did one at uh, Covenhoven, and um, we we're doing we're actually tapping a keg at Jimmy's number forty three yeah, tonight. tonight. If you're in town on Ju- July eighth, yeah. stop by. And, uh, yeah, so we did it at the Black Sheep Ale House in Mineola, and we did it at Corey's Ale House in Wontaw, and then the last party is Friday at Morrison's in Plainview. Can I ask a quick question? Question, Stepping it back. Yes. How did you, like, come up with this whole idea? Uh, honestly, um, yeah. so I was in Phil's office, and um, we were kind of just throwing things around and uh, – he has a horse mask in his, <laughs> in his office, so I kind of just makes Mike really okay. hate that horse mask. Yeah, yeah, it's really freaky, so I put it on, and we Jimmy, were just I'm talking. Get you one of those. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we kind of just threw around. This is the what idea. beer guys are really like. Yeah. <laughs> just wear horse masks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were just kind of throwing around ideas, and uh, we were like, "Oh, you know, wouldn't it be funny to make a beer together?" And then. You know, I didn't hear anything about it, and then three weeks later, Phil called me and we're doing it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Let's do it," and I was like, "Oh, sweet! Like a five-gallon batch, oh. <laughs> tasting room only, thirty barrel." And then he's like, "No, barrel. we're gonna do thirty barrels." I was yeah. like, "Jesus, uh oh." Well, That's he cool. got he got he got vetoed on the. Uh, Can we make a beer with my beard? <laughs> yeah, well, I was right. gonna, I was gonna throw some, uh, I was gonna dry hop with the beard hair, but well, that's what I thought—the Greek influence thing. Yeah, I should have put, should have <laughs> put be my chest, chest hair. hair. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's no hair in this beer, guys. Now I understand why you just settled on putting in cucumbers, yep. which, which actually tastes pretty good. I like yeah, that. It does. All right, let's jump over to so, so Jan from Sierra Nevada. This is a really cool project, and you're coming back on the show July 29th. Tell us about your your new. We we know about beer camp. So beer mm-hmm. camp is we, we've had bartenders and and beer enthusiasts from around the country. They've gone to Sierra Nevada and made special beers. Right now, what did you guys do this time that's different? So this time is very special. It's actually a celebration for the grand opening of our new brewery in North Carolina. We're officially going to be bi coastal this summer. The grand opening is August third. We wanted to um, celebrate with not just us. We didn't. Ken was uncomfortable about celebrating and say, "Hey guys, look at us. We're we're national now." He wanted to include all his friends and all his buddies that have been through, you know, the brewing process throughout the years, who have seen the landscape change for the past fifteen, twenty, thirty years, 
And so he decided to do a beer camp with his closest friends, people he's collaborated with, trading secrets with, trading techniques with throughout the years, and do kind of like a pro beer camp across America. And the idea was to kind of pick out friends that he's had across the uh, country, do a beer festival. We're doing a seven-city beer festival starting in Chico, California, going, I forget the cities offhand, but it's going to go across the country and end at Mills River on August 3rd, and that'll be the grand opening of the brewery. All the brewers um, that are on this collaborative list are going to be on the bus, and it's going to be one super party. All right. What is so? I have a list here. Do you, do you want me to read them off? Or do you want to read them? Off? Rattle it off. Okay. So you got well, Ed. You read it off. No, I can't. Oh, read come it. on. No one can read on the station. <laughs> I can't read. All right. Allagash Brewing, Firestone Walker, Cigar City, Ballast Point, Victory, Bell's Brewery, Russian River, Ninkasi, New Glarus, Asheville Brewers Alliance, Oscar Blues, and Three Floyds. Yes. All made a, a Sierra Nevada beer camp. Beer. Yes. So you have, you have, how many is that, 12? 12. I mean, the hardest part about the project I keep hearing is picking out 12 breweries. You know, if we could do 2,000 collaborations, we would, but (laughs) (laughs) that would kind of be hard to fit in a 12 back. And is, is it a, it's a set of 12? You can buy it's, 12. It's a set of 12, and it's dropping in New York City the week of July 14th, so look out for it. Um, it's a 12-pack, a very unique one, with 10 12-ounce bottles and two cans. Um, Oscar Blues and Cigar Cities are known awesome. for their canning, and um, we kept it at that. Cause did everyone make the beer at a Sierra Nevada brewery? Yes, either the Chico location or the Mills River location. And let me tell you, the packaging um, was a nightmare. We don't have a variety pack kind of like packer. And we had, since some of the beer was brewed in California. Should have called us, we would have helped. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We had a ship You just needed a few beer. extra guys. Like on a Great South Bay, you could have had oh, yeah. a few guys. But I mean, we, a couple of cucumbers in That's there. Mike's yeah. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's waiting for the variety pack to come out, and he's going to quit. <laughs> so you guys are pushing. But what do you guys serve? more guys, <laughs> what, do you, what do you serve tomorrow at Sierra Nevada? Is it an advance release? Sierra Nevada, tomorrow. I mean, whatever your name is, Muggs Ale House. I guess too many people on the show. So Ed here. Oh, we're going to Sierra Nevada tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, our, the Pale Ale has totally come full circle, and we felt it appropriate to do it at Muggs Ale House since he was one of the first bars to serve the Pale Ale back in, what was it, 92. Bada bing. Wow. 92. Long time t- ago. Till this day, he still got has that pale handle up. Jimmy, and, I used to look like you. Don't you don't want to go back, back to 92. It was, it was uh, <laughs> early 90s. I was out with some parents at the time. And there was a guy, a Wall Street guy. He, we walked by a bar, and he, for the parents' outing, he picked it because he said he knew they had Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and he said that 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 then he could always trust that as as a beer. And that was that was over twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So when when it came out, it really made a statement, didn't it? It really became the beer of craft beer. I mean, yeah, it put Cascade hops on the map. You know, it's what American craft beer is known for now is the hops. And I feel, you know, Sierra Nevada, along with a handful of others in in California, just kind of started that trend of highlighting hops and beer. Being an old-timer, I can attest to that because transitioning from just bass at that time and then having a a Sierra Pale Ale or having an Anchor Liberty, that's really where the next step was. And it was really – and that's why we kept it up. And Sierra Pale Ale has been up for 20 years. We never took it down. Yeah, so. we, we fed on a hop grower, John Siegel from Siegel Ranch, and he told us that his father developed the, the hops for Anchor Liberty, which was, was the Cascade, I believe, right? 
Right. Yeah. I think it was Cascade. I mean, I still love Cascade. Now they're coming out with all this freaking mosaic is the year. Of, no, you got to stick with this the Cascade. This is the year of the man. mosaic. I know. Our, our, head, our head brewer, we make, we make a Thank bunch you. of IPAs. And every, every IPA that we make, uh, our head brewer, Greg Mache, give him a little shout out. Uh, every IPA that we is make, we're like – no, he's German. Uh, he's but, German. Uh, but every IPA that we make, you know, he comes to us and he's like, yeah, man, Centennial Cascade. And we're like, but you want to do something different this time? And he's like, no, no, no man, American combo, IPA, babe. Centennial Cascade. We've got to have, gotta make it happen. No, there's definitely it. like an identity of, of American IPA. I've had some IPAs sure. recently that are way too citrusy. Yeah, I don't well, know what get, hops like, the, that the, is. The citra, citra hops. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's, right too, big now, yeah. it's too much. I can't take it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I still, I'm a, like I'm like exactly like him. Let's let's talk more about the hops that you guys use because like for me, like citrus, sometimes it just doesn't do it for me. Okay. Uh, well, the beer that we have right now is the Beer Camp Invite Beer. It's a West Coast Double IPA, eight point five percent, sixty-three IBUs. Pretty well balanced. Not too hoppy. It's not a smack in your face. And uh, this one has more of that kind of grassy, earthy note. Which Jimmy, I think you might like since you're yeah. kind of you know adverse to the the citrusy kind of. He's flavor. an old man. Um, so this one we we bittered with Bravo hops and Bravo. aromaed with Centennial and Chinook. Awesome, nice. Awesome. Chinook, another yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, Chinook. That's we another. use in our in our main IPA. We use you know Chinook Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, Simcoe. Let me ask old, Mike as an assistant brewer so for you when you know, when you're working in the brewery. I mean. Are, are certain qualities that you identify with certain hops? Like yeah. If you guys are make thinking of a recipe, like, you just like, say this like hop Bill will give this like character. We, we, we really go with like the Cascade, um, the Centennial. Like We like that sort of like it's bright, but it's not too grapefruity. And it's like earthy, but it doesn't hurt the back of your mouth. And like so like we kind of we balance it well you know, with that. We'll also add some Hauertau, um, you know, if we're looking for that characteristic or... But yeah, it's like there's our, you know, Greg, shout out to Greg, has uh, has definitely everything working in his head that's just like, you know, we're going to make this, we're going to use yeah. this. So he knows, after all, he really knows it, it, what ingredients work well together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. like cooking. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty much. Our, uh, the, this beer that's sitting right here, our Wild and Crazy Rye IPA, uh, has got two hops in it we never used before, uh, Nugget and Columbus. Uh, really fantastic rye IPA. You know, we went back and forth with what hops to use in this beer, and uh, you know, it's really, it's really juicy. It's you know, it plays off the spiciness of the of the rye. We'll we'll try that later. But uh, back to Sierra. Yeah, <laughs> back to Sierra. But this is so, so you, you is this beer available? The Beer Camp IPA. So it was tell a, us the story. It was a last minute release. So what we did was the brewery wanted to send out invitations to all the breweries and um, invite them invite them to our festivals. Um, we wanted to make the invite a little bit special, so we brewed a special beer and sent everybody a 22. Every brewery that's listed under the Brewers Association got an invite, and it was a 22-ounce bottle of this beer. Um, you guys got one, too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't get one. <laughs> Are you registered under the Brewers Association? Yes, I am. You're an old guy. <laughs> you got a T-shirt, though. There's a nice here. I, I, I can't wait till the third segment. We'll find out who won the Great South Bay hat giveaway. But the Sierra Nevada T-shirt is pretty nice. It's yeah, a 30th anniversary T-shirt. We'll have some beer camp ones, too. But so this one, uh, this beer was sent out as an invite beer, and all the invitees gave us great feedback. Um, The brewery decided last minute to to release this to the general market. It hit New York City this past Monday, so in very limited quantities, so look for it um, in your better beer stores. 
But um, it's kind of like a precursor to our big 12-pack release that's dropping on the 14th. I just want to make, say one thing, because we've been talking about IPAs, we've been talking about hops, and that's my thing. But in the back of my mind, I keep thinking about my wife, and every IPA, IPA she's ever tried, she calls it poison. <laughs> <laughs> I got those things tattooed on my leg, bro. Oh, oh man. There you at, go. Yeah, at, right. at least she doesn't call the it hops. HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got hop tattoos. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. If I ever had that, she ripped my leg off. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us do this for life, right, Jimmy? Yeah, we all do it for life. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's another thing with the beer camp across that's why America we're sitting festivals. Here. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. The, uh, the festivals that we're holding in the seven cities, all the proceeds are going to go to all the local brewers' guilds um, and into hop research. So, you know, as you can attest, if we were having this conversation in 92, how many varietal hops are we <laughs> going to be talking about? God. Handful. Yeah, not even. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe a handful. Right. Yeah, I think a handful. Yeah, it's, and- it's incredible. I mean, you know, it's funny. And I love coming on the show because always like when Jimmy gets me on here, it's like I see the, the young and I see the old. Jimmy and myself. <laughs> Someone in the window showing us a photo of beer. And we... And you're going to come in afterwards and talk because we don't even know I your see name, Red Stripe and Come on in. She's going to come in right now. Right. It's like a live show. No, everyone's like... <laughs> Who's that guy on TV? Can, uh, the Steve Harvey show or something. Can you ask hey. her to bring in our pizza, too? <laughs> we are here for birth. Listen, now it's time to take a short break. We're getting <laughs> crazy here. I we got the, so, the, the beer boys on Beer Sessions yeah. Radio. We're back in a few minutes. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Phil Colicchio, the host of the Business of the Business here on the Heritage Radio Network. And this summer, we are turning five. The Heritage Radio Network is five years old. Since our launch in 2009, we've continued to bring you food and culture content like nobody else in this business. And we need, and when I say need, I mean need, your help. HeritageRadioNetwork.org is a passionate, grassroots, action-oriented, nonprofit organization. And that means we depend upon the support of listeners like you to keep us alive. If you love what you hear on this radio station, the Heritage Radio Network, please visit our website and become a member today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. you got to be economically sustainable. Help us out. Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm Reggie Watts, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I have all the podcasting equipment. We've been putting it off for a while. Reggie Watts? Oh, my God. I know that guy. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We've got some great uh, posts going around. Check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org. First of all, if you're not a member, you should join. But just get used to checking checking the website. Just like NPR, it's it's a nonprofit radio network, and we have uh, over 20 shows from cheese, beer, and... uh, other things you might be interested in. Uh, those are the ones I like. So, um, hey, we got Ed Barastecki from Mugs House, Jan Hello. from Sierra Nevada, the boys from Great South Bay, and Nico Kormidis, uh from Nico Vices. So, guys, we're talking about a really cool thing here, collaborations, and, and there's two types. We have Great South Bay worked with the top Long Island beer writer, Nico Kormidis, and made a special beer. But Sierra Nevada, to celebrate its expansion to Asheville, North Carolina, invited a number of brewers from, from around the country to come to their facilities and make special beers. The old and the young. Like yes. So, it, again, we looked at and, and also, so, Jan, you guys are going to put that out in a 12-pack. But, but besides the sales aspect, it just does show you that, that uh, Ken Grossman and Sierra Nevada really do have a special place 
in the American craft beer community. And let's talk about that because we've had some great books out recently. Steve Hindi had a book about the history of American craft beer. Uh, Tom Acatelli's Audacity of Hops we talked about a lot. So let's, let's talk a little bit about Ken Grossman and, and Sierra Nevada and the, the, the role of, of them in American craft beer. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> That's your it's, softball. I mean, <laughs> okay. In, in 1980, you know, what other pale ales were there? I mean, we released, the Sierra Nevada released the celebration in 1981, 82, and it was America's first fresh hop IPA. Back then, nobody knew what an IPA was, so it just said celebration. We're celebrating the hop harvest. Um, two, uh, two or three years ago, we started putting the label fresh hop IPA on the label because that's what it was and people freaked out people were like what did you change the recipe and that's why it's, one, it's still one of my favorite beers what yeah. celebration yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. but mean, they, you guys but, too right oh, oh yeah <laughs> they dated celebration back then too, they still right? do they yeah, still, still do right yeah. I, I, so, I collect them it's yeah weird. so let's listen <laughs> it's funny you know <laughs> not for nothing i was cleaning out my basement not the bar basement right. but my own basement and i found like a 90 and like sitting there and i'm like man I, I will <laughs> actually you know what we'll bring everybody back and we'll drink well, you it should. I mean, the, <laughs> thing that, the thing that ed does though that's different you know with mugs and i know sam barbieri from waterfront alehouse is, is another long long time beer bar in new york city you guys keep beers a long time i've tried that but usually after about a year i i, I just give in and, and drink it yeah well you know i it's funny i i my wife hates me. Well, hated me for a while there because I was a beer hoarder. I called myself a beer hoarder, and I had actually like six thousands of like dogfish head that was ten year like ten years old that we tapped at Split Thy Skull one year, and people went nuts. It was just like I forgot wh- which one it was. It was one twenty Burton Barton. I don't remember which one, but and these people went nuts for it. And I I know it just oxidizes, but you know after a certain point it oxidizes, but. There's this process along the way that it changes it and it mellows it out. And I like it, but, you know, not everybody does. Well, you, you, I'm finally getting you to talk about Muggs Alehouse. So you mentioned Split Thy Skull. So you, you do host a couple really great annual events. I try to. I, you know, I'm getting older. It's tough. Events are tough. And I've told, I tell everybody that. It, they're tough. I mean, we do Split Thy Skull in the beginning of March and we do Belgium to Brooklyn in the beginning of December. And we, those are our two main ones. And we try to... Work other ones in with Ray today, and we do. You know, we're doing this one tomorrow night, which I really am excited about. It's actually I'm very excited about this one because just because of the breweries. I mean, there's you know Three Floyds, one of my favorite breweries out there, Amazing. Russian River. You know, there there are a lot of breweries out there that aren't available in New York that I wish. Well, Three Floyds was at one point. We we poured them for a while. They're Robert the Bruce and things like that. But uh, you know, but then again, New York has great breweries now, like. Great South Bay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to have you. Well, Jan, a couple more things about this beer camp thing. Because, like I said, we've had some of our regulars, like Jen Schwartman, have gone out to, you know, Chico, California, and, and sat on this Sierra beer camp. And we've, you know, we've had the beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is amazing. And I'm, I'm still looking at the list of beers. Where can people learn more about the new round of Sierra Nevada beer camp beers? Beercamp.sierranevada.com. Um, we made little video vignettes of yeah. all the brewers talking and everything. It's pretty cool. It's cool. I checked it out, and it was good. You know, not for nothing, Sierra Nevada, you know, all these guys, like Great South Bay, I'm sure, are applauding these guys. These are – this was the beginning. I mean, these were the true pioneers of this whole thing. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and, and some beer geeks out there, quote, unquote, forget about that, and they kind of push them aside. But, you know, Sierra Nevada – 
that's why I love them, and you know we've been pouring them, and we've never taken them down. And you know I appreciate them as much as I hope that they appreciate me. And you know, it's, it's yeah. funny you say that because like sometimes we'll we'll be asked to make little cheat sheets for servers at, at restaurants and bars that right. carry our beer. Mm. And uh, you know, with some of our IPAs and stuff, we'll, I'll put a little thing you know tastes like or similar to. And Sierra Nevada is always one of the top they, ones they, that they, I put they on would, that sheet. You know, they're they're. They were there. I mean, they were there from the beginning. And like I said, you know, even Anchor, I mean, you know. And they're still I'm not gonna, here. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. Point. That's the beauty about it. And, and and they're still excelling, too, which is incredible. And they're expanding and blah, blah, blah. Even though, you know, again, quote, unquote, we get into the whole beer geekdom thing and it's a whole different world. But, you know, for me, it's like it, it's not the beer geek end of it. It's the product. And, you know, the beer and the beer that we love and the beer we've drunk and drank and drink and everything else. Right, Jimmy? Yeah. And Jim, <laughs> the other day with a Southern Living magazine, some of us were on an online hashtag Southern Living live tweet talking about Southern beer. And quite a few people mentioned, you know, Sierra Nevada going into Asheville and welcoming, mm-hmm. welcoming them. I mean, how, how do you think the beer world thinks of, 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 of California brewery moving into the North Carolina? I mean, from, from what I hear, I haven't been to the site yet, but, you know, we're doing a lot of uh, programs integrating with the local community. I know we've set up a, a, a program where, you know, the, the quantity of hops and grains that we buy, we obviously get a volume discount, and we extend that discount to local breweries around the town. So some of the more rare beers that we have contracts for, you know, that aren't accessible on the market maybe, um, the local brewers in that area have access to. So that, that is a big concern that, that has come up even when people talk about, you know, Anheuser-Busch buying breweries is that they're going to buy up at an at a, at a unfair advantage the price for all their best malt and, and hops. And they things. grow it themselves. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yeah, we... Um it's like McDonald's. I don't know. If, I don't know if I should say anything. <laughs> I, I, I was I was given some inside information from some people that I know that right, here we go. that were bought by Anheuser Busch, and we're going to be on yeah. the Today Show tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, Mike. Say, now we're just we're talking on here. Mike, can I have more of your your new beer? Absolutely. Just, just what, to, what is it too? What is this last one? It's really good. This is the Wild and Crazy Rye IPA. Great. Yeah. So just you know, finish what you're saying because it is a, it is an issue that's come up and and. You know, people, this idea that there's larger breweries, they can use economy of scale, just like in, you know, manufacturing shoes or furniture. Well, they, uh, so. And you can drive other, so other Anheuser-Busch, out of business. a lot of people don't realize this, but, uh, I mean, as, as Sierra Nevada, I hope most people know that Sierra Nevada grows a, a lot of their own ingredients, right, Jane? Um, uh, yeah, we have a, a state beer that comes out every year. It's which not is enough. fantastic. It, it's <laughs> yes. not enough to kind of sure, sure, sure. But you guys do grow your. But own, it's not. That, I, I'm actually. But I'm. Tr- I'm going to talk seriously. Like he, he did bring up a point. They do get a price discount. Yeah, or send sure. it to other, other brewers in in the North Carolina area, so they can all benefit together. Absolutely. But that is an issue as as certain certain breweries are getting really bigger, yep. or there's larger macros. So we're we're feeling it right now. You know, it's like uh, as a new brewery and and having had to contract brew our beer for a period of time uh, and not having certain contracts in place, we're paying uh, a bit of a premium on some of our ingredients that, you know, some other breweries that have been around for a lot longer are paying a lower premium, we're paying a higher premium, uh, you know, but a, a brewery like Anheuser-Busch or a company like Anheuser-Busch InBev, you know, they grow a lot of their own ingredients. They own malt farms. They own hop farms. So a lot of that stuff is, is outside of Yeah, but for you guys, let's, let's talk about yeah. what you know, what you're doing sure. as a new brewery. Yes. 
Do you have contracts on hops, yes. malt? Yes. And have, how, how well, far out do well, you we do don't, that? We don't have contracts on malts. We buy from two major malt distributors. We buy from uh, Brewer Supply Group, our main supplier, uh, and Country Malt Group is our backup supplier. Uh, but, yeah, we have hop contracts through Brewer Supply Group, Hop Union, uh, uh, a company uh-huh. called Nico Brew. Hysteric, hey! not, yeah. not affiliated, not, a, not affiliated with the Nico. But so, that's, so that's how you he buy hops. You have right a contract. Now. Yeah. Well, right, currently, right now, we buy a lot of stuff on spot. Uh, but 2014 crop will be our first contract. I think. I mean, I, I not for nothing. Just an outsider looking in. Sierra Nevada on the East Coast, I think, is a welcome. I mean, even Fresher for North beer. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, and the East Coast coming from all the way south is growing from Cigar City all the way north sure. anyway. So I mean, Jay, I, that's I can't the point, see right? it. Fresh I can't beer. see yeah, it being an issue. Sustainable. That's that's, that's a better. good point. But again, just tell me one more thing about what you guys are doing at Great South Bay related to that, like hops and stuff. So like, you know, you have to. You have to. How far out do you have to plan? Now that you're getting a little bigger. How <laughs> far do so you have funny. to plan <laughs> for real? I, I literally just did this. Like you don't just you don't just wake up and say oh, I'm going to go no. to the store and buy some hops oh, today. Hell no, no. He's got hops no. in his pocket. No, right it's, there. it's like the, it's, it's, what, it's, it's on one of the leg. things. It's one of the things that really is. Uh, it, it's tough, you know, and, and having not having had the contracts in place earlier because it's tough. You know, you don't want to be put in a position where you're contracted for this product that. You may not know if you need it or not. So now at this point, we have the sales data, the brewing data. Um, you know, we're we're already projected out three years. Three years is usually the rule. You know, you wanna you wanna contract for what a hundred hundred and ten percent of what you need next year, and then you want you know thirty percent growth on top of that, thirty percent growth on top of that. Each year you can add. How, how did away. you learn that? Because <laughs> you're kind of new to this too. I've been doing this for about four years, um, and I've become very, very good, close friends with a lot of guys that have been doing this for a really long time, you know, and uh, I've gotten different answers from different people. Uh, you know, my buddy Evan from Southampton Public House uh, really helped me out a lot. Um, you know, just uh, the guys from Blue Point have helped me, but they're on a, you know, completely different level <laughs> than us right now. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, just, just you know, that's... It, the the I used to work in the music business and you, you have to you got to become friends with the we're people you do business with you know yes we are all musicians okay. exactly. last thing so, so Nico Kremitis one reason these guys are here today you made a special collaboration beer with Q Converse because you're Greek <laughs> with a German style beer which all makes sense but tell us a few things about the Long Island beer scene that we should know about in, including some of the your favorite craft beer bars in Long Island so uh, it is July and July Goober month. Yeah, so uh, I believe there are three uh, Long Island bars in the Good Beer Seal. Uh, TJ Finley's, Tap and Barrel, and Black Sheep. And um, hopefully we'll be able to induct one or two more for, uh, for Good Beer Month at, a, at a, uh, 82 Mercer and then, in July. All right, that's great. And that'll be the yeah. Edibles uh, Good Beer event. Is that July be, uh, 31st? July 31st, yeah. yeah. We'll be there announcing some of the new Good Beer Seal Awards. There's a lot of new beer bars in New York City, and uh, one qualification is having been open for over one year. So uh, looking forward to that event. Ed, anything else you want to say about your, your month in July? I've been open for over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> pouring, the, pouring the pale ale. I forgot about it. This I, is should, the, I, I should actually have, what, 20 beers? This is the old house. guy sitting <laughs> in the other side of the room. So, I mean, yeah, all right, over one year. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another show. Anyway, so uh, no, I am actually very happy that Jan is here with me today. 
I'm Thank happy you, that you guys and actually this whole crew has been great today. I think it's a lively crew. I love it, and uh, I'm nice, I'm happy to be back for a while. I don't know if I'm going to be back again for a while, but uh, <laughs> tomorrow night, if anybody's out in Brooklyn, July and, 9th. Yeah, and I would say so, Jan. So you guys, this is a, a really cool project. One of the coolest projects that is happening. A lot of times when there's you know beer weeks and craft brewers conference, they you're cut off at. They do uh, they do collaboration beers, but this one, figured. this whole project is amazing. Yeah, it's a once in a lifetime thing. You know, when when are we going to open up another brewery again? Probably not in this lifetime. And you know, one quick point I want to make. You know, Sierra Nevada, we brought up music, and I always love making this analogy. We're growing so big, we're going national. I like to equate, you know, make the analogy of Green Day back in 1995 oh. when Dookie came out. Everybody started calling them sellout, this and that. But you know, they're People honest. Gotta get paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they were an honest band, just like Sierra Nevada, I believe, is an I don't honest. Know, I don't I don't know if Jack Inslee will let you t- mention Green Day hey. on. Is that okay, Jack? It's okay. He likes it. Okay. All right. So that's that. Gentlemen, great South Bay. Say a few last words. Mike, let me talk to Mike because Mike's the assistant brewer. Yes. What, 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 what's a beer that you, you were working on this week at the brewery? Uh, we've got our Field 5 Golden IPA that's in the tank right now. That is dropping this Saturday. Um, July. Jimmy Carbone's Chipotle Stout. 13th? 13th. Yes, July thirteenth, uh, no twelfth. I don't know. Saturday, Saturday. This, <laughs> this is Saturday. What they do every this day. Saturday at the brewery. Brand new beer, Golden IPA. They spend Field all day five. together talking, and they're making some great beer. And, and for you, Mister Phil Rick Saboto Abel. <laughs> yes, here we go. You're good. And I'm Nico, good. <laughs> I'm going to shake your hand. And you're going to be at a lot of More bars around chance. around the area with your Nico, beer. Nico, talk yeah, to him. Yeah, Nico Weiss is out right now, and. Um, yeah, go get it. And again, some. go to our Twitter. I think we'll at beer gym. underscore sessions. I think that Maggie tweeted uh, the photo. It's an awesome label, too. I have to say. I did it. You yes, did that? <laughs> Phil, Phil is, uh, Phil's the man. He did the and label. And we're still waiting to see who won. Did anyone win the uh, Great South Bay hat giveaway? I don't know. We're going to go to Jimmy's number 43, check out the Nico Vice. We might hit Mugsdale House and uh, try some of your stuff. So, guys, this has been a, an awesome show. It's, as always, it's great talking with you guys. There's a few announcements I'd like to make. Okay. Uh, T- beginning tomorrow night and for the rest of the month on Wednesdays, uh, there's a craft beer jam at WNYC's The Green Space. Uh, I'll be hosting it, and each each night we have some great guests. This year it's many brewers, including uh, Tommy Keegan and some other guys, and uh, Augie Carton. And the last one on July 23rd is actually about food and beer pairings. So there's guys from Torst and uh, Cannibal. and the, It's always a great series. So check out at the, the, the Green Space at uh, WNYC. And also some events coming up. Uh, Coney Allen on Tap is this Saturday, July 12th. They have a special second session. Uh, we're putting together on July 29th a beer film night with Beer Nation TV, the Happy Hour Guys, and uh, Rockaway Brewing. And on July 31st, of course, there's the Edibles Good Beer. So uh, I'd like to thank everyone and to our sponsors, GreatBrewers.com, who've helped to bring us this podcast to you tonight. Again, thanks to Ed, Nico, Rick, Phil, and whoever else in the room. Mike, Jan, for joining me here on the Heritage Beer Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy, Maggie. Engineer Jackins. Peace. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Radio. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.